Hello and welcome to day 24 of a year of war and peace. I'm Brett. Pew, 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 pew. I'm Brett. And I'm Logan. Can you put the pew, 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 in there? Of course. Thanks. This is volume <laughs> part one, volume one, part one, chapter one. 24. No. <laughs> chapter one. Bad Logan. Dinner at the Bolkonskis. Dinner at the Bolkonskis. Everybody sits down for dinner and is awaiting the arrival of the prince... Nikolai yes. Bolkonsky, the father. And there's an interesting little bit at the beginning here where Andre notices new additions to the room. He notices a family tree has been added and what is described as a badly painted image of a crowned prince regent, supposedly a descendant of Rurik and the founder of the Bolkonsky dynasty. Say, who is Rurik? So Rurik is a legendary figure in Russian history. He is a uh, allegedly a Scandinavian prince in the ninth century who came down from Novgorod and founded Russia. He so he is the so he's like the Russian, the legendary founder of Russia of the Kievan Rus was the um, the nation that he created, which later became Russia. So Rurik is the patriarch of Russia. He is like, it's, so this family tree and this portrait alleging that they have a descendant who founded the Bolkonsky dynasty, who is also a descendant of Rurik, would be sort of like a French noble house having a portrait that says that their founder was a descendant of Charlemagne. Oh, so he's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Kind of like the biggest deal. Yeah, yeah. Or like someone claiming to be descendant of Caesar or something like mm. that. So it's he's, he's claiming basically that his family dates back to the most ancient Russian history. So Andre sees this family tree and the painting of the family member, who it's also noted was, he says, was probably done by a amateur domestic. So someone who just lives I know, on the I loved, I loved that phrase, an amateur domestic. And then he's like, ha, huh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he says something interesting. He says, all, referring to his father, all his vast intellect, and he sinks to this level of crassness. And he says, everyone has an Achilles heel. Yes. So Andre... I guess he sees that he he thinks that this is very rather distasteful yes, of his dad to kind does. of claim this lineage of that's probably not rooted in anything. Yeah. Very real. So it's an interesting little note there. And the father arrives. He greets Liza and kind of puts her off. She seems awkward and, and sort of stammering at first and then kind of gets her feet and starts. Well, he tells her that she should be walking more. <laughs> She, he does. He does. It's such a weird introduction to someone. It is his fault, absolutely. <laughs> to be like, oh, you must go walking. Plenty of walking. Yes, as much as you can. Well, the first, the very first thing he says, referring to her pregnancy, he says, "You've not wasted any time. Not a good thing." <laughs> Zoink, Scoob. Yeesh. You can't. I realize you can't see my face, but I just grimaced at that Nick. one. I went, oh, Nick. Nick, Calm my man, down, dude. And she recovers and gets going. And as soon as she gets going and chat and, and gets back uh, onto her groove, he immediately loses interest and turns to the guest of the hour, Mikhail, the architect. Mikhail Ivanovich, the architect, who is his new little pet he keeps around. Yeah, I was going to say, is he like his like yes man or assistant? He doesn't even, I don't. He's not a yes man. He's just a guy. It's noted that he, the, the, they have that disagreements. He ha- well, it's noted that Mikhail had no place being there. Yeah, that like even people of substantially higher status than Mikhail have no place being there. And it's also noted that Mikhail like doesn't hardly speak. 
Like basically, Nikolai just talks at him, and he even in this say, chapter kind of doesn't really say He basically say doesn't talk in this chapter. So he seems to just be a, a someone who this the count has decided to talk. An at. uncomfortable setting at meals, and this is from the beginning. At meals, the prince spent most of his time talking to the architect, who never said anything back. So Mikhail is just some random dude who works on the estate. Oh my god! <laughs> who Nikolai has decided to keep around Everything as his little that sounding I, this, board. This feels like Get Out. Like if if you just took like the weird bad feeling that Get Out gives you and took away like the plot and all of the like actual meaning of the movie, but just took that feeling that Get Out gives you, <laughs> like you're constantly being watched. Yeah, that is how this feels. <laughs> that is literally what this feels like. Could you imagine being Liza? Oh my god. I would be like, I would like beg Andre. I'd be like, please don't leave me here. Please let me go to war with you. Please. I, I, I'll be a medic. God, I'll be a medic. Oh my God. I'll I, do whatever. I would run. Like I would. Oh my God. I love Mikhail Ivanovich in this chapter. He cracks me up. He's just sitting there. He's just He's having a chilling. good time. He doesn't know what the hell's they going like on. They like ask him something. And he... Yeah, I was looking at it right here. Well, Mikhail Ivanovich, our friend Buonaparte is in for a bad time. Prince Andre has just been telling me what forces are being massed against him. And you and I always thought he was a nobody. Mikhail Ivanovich had no knowledge of a time when, quote, you and I had said any such thing about Napoleon. Oh, my God. But he could see that he was needed so that they could get round to the prince's favorite subject. So he sat there staring at the younger prince, nonplussed and wondering what might develop. Oh. He's just, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting. He's literally just, imagine every day at the exact same time, you have to go have dinner with this crazy guy. It's probably better food than whatever. That is true. Whatever. He, 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 you don't have to talk. He just does all the talking. You sit there, you eat really nice food yeah, that's in a true. really nice house. Yeah. Okay. Low key, if, that kind of rocks. If you have the right temperament for it, not a bad I gig. don't think that I do have the temperament <laughs> for that. I think that I might go crazy. But good for him. Good for me. Mikhail's winning. Um, oh, God. Just reading this makes me feel bad. <laughs> like, just imagining myself in this scenario as Liza. Yeah. Because, like, the rest of them are, like, used to this. Yeah. They grew up with it. They still live with him, or they're the architect that he pays in food to sit and listen to him talk. <laughs> and then you're just like, like you're Liza, like you're you've flying. You've met them once. You've met them at the once. Wedding. And you have to live here while your husband is at war and you're pregnant for months. You're pregnant. You and have getting a, along. You're you're like with like with child yeah. at this point. Like not you're not like oh pregnant. Like you're like. With child. Like maybe going to deliver while you are there. Oh my god, man. Oh my god. Depending on how long the war goes. Oh my god. (laughs) Welcome to Bald Hills, everybody. I would just never leave my room. I don't think. This is so... This is just stressful. Like, the way that his temperament shifts so quickly. Yeah. He's either talking about himself or he's angry at you. Yeah. And it's just so, oh my, even just the narr- the narration here is really strong in that it makes you feel stressed. Yeah. Yeah. But of oh. course, of course, Nikolai gets off into a tirade about the war again, his favorite subject. No way. Uh, and he, he says something a little bit interesting at the beginning. He talks about how he doesn't care for the recent sort of crop of generals. He seems to think that they're inept. Um, Which, how does he get all this information? Newspapers. 
gossip? Just but gossip around? with who? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, even in this chapter, Andre remarks on how he doesn't understand how his dad knows so much about what's going on. Yeah. Well, that's just like he doesn't interact with anyone socially. Yeah. Like the person he interacts with is Maria, Maria's assistant. Mm hmm. And it seems like this guy, the architect. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he probably just orders. He probably has other people that come about, maybe. Maybe. He probably orders like all the newspapers and all the. But I feel like this stuff and the is news like in the books and whatever. Some of the stuff that he knows is like maybe not privy to the general public. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to me how much he knows. Yeah, well, some of that he's talking about here is back in his day, yeah. sort of stuff. But there's an interesting bit where he's he's talking about how he doesn't care for all these new generals and he he thinks that they're babes at arms. And he compares them. He says that there's no more Potemkins or Suvorovs to stop Napoleon. And we've heard of Suvorov before. He was mentioned yeah, we at know, We dinner. know Potemkin. Where do we know Potemkin from? The battle, battleship. Oh, battleship Potemkin. <laughs> <laughs> he was famous enough for there to be a boat named after him. True enough, true enough. But uh, Potemkin was another, he's just another famous Russian commander of the late 18th century, uh, deceased by this time. So... He and Suvorov, who we was mentioned before, I think, in the debate about the army at the Rostovs, were both very successful generals in the late 18th century. Mm-hmm. Suvorov was, like, legendary. Um, I can just, judging from the length of his Wikipedia article when I looked him up. <laughs> I also love how he just hates Germans. He does. Well, and he's this is- like, he says he's like all of the Hoff's Craig's worst snaps rats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's an interesting divide between the old Russian way and what seems to be the new German way mm-hmm. of waging war. And it, it's an interesting thing that we've touched on, and I don't know if Tolstoy is intentionally pointing towards this or if it's just kind of a consequence of the narrative or whatever there's this theme of the old generation passing on Mm -hmm. and a new way of things yeah developing right we have count bazukov dying who is a man of catherine's age who died and you have nikolai who's of that same generation who you have idolizes these old generals these characters are almost obnoxiously representative of being in the past mm-hmm. like you have um what's her name maria the, dmitrievna yeah maria dmitrievna who only speaks russian yeah and like just compared like to the characters around them they are almost there's just no effort to modernize yeah and it just seems like they're almost they're caricatures of the old russian way mm-hmm. rather than these lived-in characters that we see with the modern or new generation right right so Nikolai is sort of idolizing this old way, and he, he's even commenting. We were talking about all the Germans. He's yeah. commenting on all the Germans that have started to show up. Because presumably, I, I suppose Russia at this time was probably importing German officers yeah, to, to, modernize to modernize the military. Their military. And that I, makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, and so Nikolai doesn't seem to, yeah. to care for that too no. much. He talks about a campaign in Italy where Suvorov led a Russian army as part of another coalition against France. And basically, Suvorov won a bunch of big battles, defeated this guy Moreau, who Andre refers to, and then was poised to invade France, but was ordered by the coalition to go into Switzerland to back up some of their other forces. Those allied forces got defeated before he could arrive, and he ended up getting surrounded and having to retreat back to Russia. 
And so the campaign kind of fizzled out. Um, and Nikolai is painting it as it's the fault of the Germans, of the allies who interfered. If Ru- Suvorov, the Russian leader, had been left with his Russian army to his own ends, he would have taken the fight to France and it would have it would have won out differently. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what he's he's talking about. And then, and then he has a funny line where um, Andre asserts that Napoleon is a great general, and he responds. He responds basically says that Napoleon has only beaten Germans in battle so far, yeah. and says everyone Everybody since the beginning Germans. of time has beaten Germans. <laughs> oh, brother! <laughs> and part of that is he refers to during the Suvorov campaign that Hofskriegsverschnapsraths, uh, literally in English, is the court war sausage schnapps council so, so he's, true so he's referring an ironical demeaning name for the austrian <laughs> war council during that campaign sausage council literally and so they keep debating nikolai goes on and on doesn't think much of napoleon doesn't think much of the germans doesn't no. think much of anybody no. these days except for himself except for himself and then he leaves and liza responds to reflects to maria and says what a clever man your father is Perhaps that's why I'm so scared of him. And Mario responds, oh, he is so kind. I wrote in my notes, oh, um. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Princess Maria. Maria, Maria, Maria. She's going through something that I don't think that we can understand. (laughs) Okay, it is your turn to give me a ranking. It is. All right, so we have the dinner guests. Yeah, we do. We have Mikhail Ivanovich. I'm gonna do the servants of Bald Hills. Okay. I'm gonna or the, the not the servants, but the the lower the help. Yeah, the help. We're gonna do Mikhail Ivanovich. Okay. We're gonna do Tikhon. Okay. The valet. The valet, who's not in this chapter, but he was in the previous chapter. No, and he's mentioned in this chapter. Yes. And we're going to do Mademoiselle Borian. Borian, Tikhon, and the, the architect. The architect. I'm just gonna call him the architect. Who is the most likely? To throw one of the others under the bus to get a promotion. Okay. Um, I think that it is uh, Mademoiselle, number one. Mm. Number two is Tacon. Mm-hmm. And number three is the architect. I see that. I I, I can yeah. see that. I, I don't agree. think the architect really. I don't think he really knows what's going he's on. He's under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's under the bus, and I don't think he really understands what's happening. They try to throw him under the bus, and it somehow buoys back in their face, yeah. and he gets a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's eating the two hundred dollar dinner. He's eating. He's eating. He's eating. He's and devouring. He's he was starving. Rent was due. <laughs> Rome was doing the house he designed. Mikhail Slayevich. <laughs> Ivanov Slayevich. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's chapter 24. Slay the day away. Tomorrow we read chapter 25 and we conclude part one. Part one. Of War and Peace.